0: Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League, the Champions League and the Europa League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics. Didn't we all see it coming? Cristiano Ronaldo returns to Old Trafford with a brace in Man United's 4-1 win over Newcastle. We'll discuss what it all means. Plus, 10-man spurs for 3-0 to Crystal Palace at Salhurst Park. Chelsea taking all three points from Aston Villa. Manchester City keeping pace with their victory at Leicester. And Mikel Arteta and Arsenal finally get the first points of the season. That's what we've got coming up in today's episode.
1: If you and your grandma don't speak the same language, it can be hard to express your love for her. McDonald's can help. To celebrate the launch of the new Grandma McFlurry, McDonald's is inviting fans to visit SweetConnections.ai, where you can record a video message for grandma that's translated into her native language. The tech will clone your voice, reanimate your face, and translate your words so that you look like you're speaking another language. Check out SweetConnections.ai, then get a Grandma McFlurry at McDonald's. Available for a limited time. At participating McDonald's, select languages available.
0: All right, Robbie Earle. uh a little bit unusual. We normally mm. do our podcast on a Sunday. Um, events at Old Trafford just got us a little bit revved up. and We wanted to jump on and kind of discuss what we saw with Ronaldo and, and Manchester United. Um, so we wanted to, to record this one on Saturday after the games, which you're doing right now. So let's start right there, my friend. And Man United 4-1 against Newcastle. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo with kind of a dream return, really, Rob, with a couple of goals. Um, a real view of, of what's to come at Man United with the attacking mm. talent that they got. But let's first of all talk the man himself. And um, and right from the start, when he walked out to the roar that, that went around Old Trafford, it went pretty well, didn't it, for Cristiano?
2: Yeah. Uh, and as you started the show there, mate, I, I kind of felt you were, you were almost apologetic in, in it. You know what? We should be celebrating... He's a, one of the best players ever. Has come back to the to the Premier League. He's playing for the great Manchester United. And we saw the scenes today, Rob. We saw the scenes of people waiting for the bus to arrive. We yeah. saw the scenes of people when they were warming up. We saw grown men who maybe talked to their sons and, and, and haven't seen Cristiano Ronaldo maybe certainly most in, in almost 13 years, but some may never have seen him live before. You know, all happening on the pitch, we shouldn't have to make excuses. It's a special pog because we're talking about special footballer. Mm. And that's what Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo is. Today, Rob, we saw glimpses of what makes him special. A 36-year-old who's got more money than he's ever going to need. He's got more silverware than <laughs> the Bank of England. <laughs> Yet, his hunger desire and drive to get more goals, to prove his worth. To interestingly say, Rob, in, in an interview after the game, which I thought was very humble, said he was nervous today. Mm, yeah. He was nervous about making sure that he fulfilled and did his part for the team. Mm. They, those are the kind of things I think, as a Man United, if I was a Man United fan, if I was a Man United player, if I am anything to do with the club, was fill me with great joy and promise of what's to come.
0: It's a class act, Rob. Um, In everything about the guy, in that interview, Rob, I'll just follow on a little bit, where he said, you know, last night, before he went to bed, he kind of thought about, he didn't doubt himself, but he he was anxious to show Mm -hmm. the Man United fans that he could still do it at his age. And he said that himself, like he was a little nervous Mm -hmm. about that, which is in itself, given what he's done in the game, it's just interesting and the humbleness of the guy, I suppose, that he still wants to do the good job and do it right. And he really did. I mean, of course, he's very different to the player that left Man United five Mm -hmm. years ago, I think it was. Um, Absolute out-and-out number nine. Um, I thought he was particularly sharp today, Rob. Particularly sharp kept it very simple with his build-up play, with his touches. Um, we're going to do a little analysis tomorrow, Rob, and on Cristiano Ronaldo on the yeah, tactics board yeah. about some of the movements and how he gelled with others, but particularly um, Bruno Fernandes, who plays in a similar position. Mm. Um, I think we're going to you know, have a, have a look at some... Sometimes it looked really good. Other times they looked a little bit similar. But, I mean, let's face... The bare the, the, the facts of this game is that he's still incredibly sharp. He's a obviously a outstanding finisher with his left foot or whether his right foot. He didn't get many headers today, but there's a couple of times he jumps like a foot higher than everybody else. And, you know, the, the, he won't always be <clears throat> the outstanding individual uh, in this team because there's other great players as well. I think that's a, a key point that others still felt... Um, Empowered enough to do their thing and not make it all about Cristiano with finding him the ball at all times and everything had to go through him. That was a good sign today, Rob. And other players look pretty good as well in this new look United team. Okay, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a position
2: on the basis of our. A knee, a knee jerk
0: one? A knee no, jerk
2: no, one? I think you might, well, you're not going to like it, but I'm going to take a position for the basis of a rounded discussion on Cristiano Ronaldo. It's not drinking the Ronaldo um, Kool Aid, as they say. I think in America, yep. it's devil's advocate. I'm going Ooh. to go the other side of the fence, Robbie. Musco. All right,
0: let's do it. Let's so, do it. So uh,
2: I'm going to start with, okay, two great goals today. Great second debut back at Manchester United. Might this team over rely on him? Might you remember the great Matt Letizier who was, who was it? Salah and basically the whole team ran through him. But if you stop Matt Letizia, you stopped Manchester United. Is there a possibility we could go down that road with Ronaldo?
0: Um I hear that I hear the point. I and today I was encouraged that I think others will step up, Robert. It wasn't a mm. Jaden Sancho performance or, or no. a game. That he's a work in progress. I think he's he will and is is finding it difficult initially. He's still 20 years of age. He's still yeah. super young. He yeah. is the future of this club as a wide player. I get that. Uh, I think Mason Greenwood has matured enough to sometimes um, play for himself a little bit more than others around him as in, as in Ronaldo. We've we've seen Bruno Fernandes. He's experienced enough Robin, The goal he scored today was stunning technique and ability. So, I, I, the question for me is no, I don't think they will be. I don't think they will be. I think I said on the pre-game show today before yeah. the United game started that the manager, Algonne Solskjaer, has got to be, in my opinion, strong enough at times, and it'd be probably really difficult. Yeah. But if he has a couple of quiet games, you know, to bring him out and to give Mason Greenwood a go through the, the middle or or maybe more likely Edison Cavani to play as a, as a number nine position – I think that's important, and there will be certain about rotation when the Champions League game's starting to come now as well. So, I, I, my 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 thoughts are that there's so many other good players, Rob, that yeah. I think to a point in their career, maybe outside Jaden Sancho, that, that will uh, grab the chance to play. They won't play in the shadow of Ronaldo, though his personality. Yeah. sometimes makes that difficult. Yeah. But I, I think there's enough quality there, Rob. And, the, you know, I, I spoke to a friend of mine and watched him a lot in Serie A last season. And, uh, you know, he sort of said like, yep, yeah, got good numbers, a lot of penalties in those numbers of Serie A goals yeah. last season. Um, and he's, he thought that the players around him at Juve weren't the creative type and maybe weren't yeah. creative enough to get even more out of Ronaldo. And I think that's the thing for United fans that we'll be excited about is that, Ronaldo hasn't got to do great stuff on his own, Rob. He's not got to drop his shoulder and beat three players and stick it in the top corner because others in this team are good. And he Mm. gets a little tapping goal. You know, he gets a lovely through ball from Luke Shaw, wasn't it, where he goes through and scores his second goal. So the talent around him makes his job easier. And if he gets those chances, his quality, with his quality, he's going to bang in a load of goals.
2: I agree with the the point, and obviously, again, I'm I'm playing devil's advocate. But uh, let's take the Luke Shaw situation, when Luke Shaw does really well, brings the ball through, Ronaldo makes a run for his second goal, Hmm. inside the full-back, really nice, powerful run, still got the pace. And at, at that time, I remember looking at the screen, Rob, and there was four options for Luke Shaw. There was one wide left outside of Ronaldo, there was Ronaldo there was, I think, Greenwood and somebody else on the force. It may have been Sancho and Greenwood. So there were four Manchester United players making runs. Now, Luke Shaw, quite rightly, plays it into Ronaldo. Ronaldo gets a goal, score, brilliant, everybody on, you know, headlines made. There may be days when Ronaldo makes the run, but Greenwood's run's better. Or, shit, Sancho's run is thingy. But the personality and the presence of Ronaldo makes Luxor play it in there, or Wan-Bissaka play it into him, or maybe not your Brunos and people, but play, players who might just have a, a, a little bit of a different thing. Is that something that can happen? We've seen it with great players where sometimes like, oh, you know, there's better options on there, but, you know, you're going to the, to the, to the, to the big-time player, the, 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 the main man all the time. Is it, could that come into United's game? Could he be too dominant on a team?
0: Well, I was concerned about that, right? About about that. I, I again, I just it depends on his his continued attitude, Rob. Yeah. Today, big game did, for, yeah. for him. Yeah, he's at Old Trafford. against Newcastle United. Mm-hmm. It's going to always give you chances and opportunities. His his demeanour, yeah. and we will study this like really closely. Yeah, every, every, every week, in, week. out, We're going to look at it, aren't we? Yeah, yeah we'll just, talk about today, it today. He was it was impeccable. Yeah. So there was no kind of frustrations. He did his thing. Everybody else around him did his thing. Everybody's happy. It's just, and I'm going to throw it back to you, Rob, because it's not, you know, I, I, with your question in here, you, 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 you're hinting at something. that no, I no, I'm, I'm playing no, as advocate I know some people
2: out there are talking about. No, on, yeah, some people so, are saying that, yeah.
0: But what are you... So, I'll, I'll throw it back to you. So, I'm not I'm not at the moment... Listen, if we were seeing three or four games time yeah. where he makes yeah. a couple of quiet games, you know, he throws his arms up in the air when he doesn't get the pass when he should do, that yeah. might start affecting things. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're worried about? And do you think, Rob, that that will happen?
2: No, I, I don't. And, and I say I'm playing devil's advocate because I think it, it's good to see it from other people's point of view. Not everybody's gonna be the Cristiano Ronaldo fan and, and disciple and and, and and you know hanging on his every word. There's gonna be people who are gonna look for the deficiencies. How does it affect Manchester United in, in a negative way? Mm-hmm. I think it and I've said before, I think certainly all upside. What what the question is it, are the days when he's had ten 15 games under his belt and he's not feeling nervous about the game and it's not all the hype yeah. of him coming back. What does that day look like? What's yeah. he like if, if the ball doesn't come? Those are questions. But I think there's upside. I've said before, I think the way that he's come back to the football club, I think the way that his relationship with the manager, I think the way he's talked about what this club meant to him in the first time. I think he's come back to, what's the word? Help as much as he can in getting this club back to where it was. I think he's talking about helping young players. I think Greenwood will be a better player. Saw some nice rotations with him that we'll talk about on the tactics show tomorrow where Greenwood came central. Ronaldo had a little spell out wide. I think his attitude in terms of his drive and determination, I think his movement with, with, with the likes of Bruno will will will, will work out and, and be advantageous. So I don't see those things, but I think it's important We we, we we're not all just... No. all hail Cristiano Ronaldo, Yeah, we, we've got to be um, aware. The last one I, I want to throw at you, Rob, and I know this, this. we talked about it briefly on the podcast before, and it was interesting today. So Paul Pogba played in as, as a holding midfield player next to Matic, who was quite energetic, actually, for, for, for Matic, with, with the uh, three players ahead of him, and Ronaldo is, is the, uh, is, is the centre-forward. Now, Paul Pogba has got seven assists on the season, um, is in tremendous form, looks happy in that role. Is there a point where Paul Pogba could be like, Hmm, not really getting my sis here, not getting as much on the ball against tougher teams who have more possession and more threats than Newcastle have, doesn't quite see as much of the ball, has to do a lot of tracking back and tackling. Do 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 we lose something of Paul Pogba on, on this journey?
0: Well, you know, we did talk about it last podcast, Rob, yeah. and you know that the concerns that I had. You asked me if i play him as a two yeah, all the time, and I said no, no. Yeah. No, mm. we played it today, and it was absolutely fine, and you said he's got the assists. He looks yeah. very comfortable in himself right now, Rob, which is probably the most important thing. Injury-free, yeah. motivated, probably excited with the new look. Well, not new look, but the additions made in mm. the summer to boost the team. He look, It looks great. It looks great. Now, there might be a few suggest Newcastle had a few, maybe more than a few really good looks on a counter attack. Yeah. And then, I mean, I remember you, you talked today, Rob, about if Callum Wilson would have been there, Newcastle mm-hmm. might have scored more than the one goal. There will be continued talk about the balance of the team, attacking guys, defensive guys, artists and soldiers, however you want to say it, you know, are, are some of those attacking players ready to roll up their sleeves. Jaden Sancho, um, and Mason Greenwood, etc., yeah, and, and also Bruno at times to come back and be that durable defensive side. Um, Yeah, that that's still to be, for me, is still to be seen, really, with Pogba. I, I do worry about his desire to fill spaces. Um, And also, um, you know, swinging it back to the manager, Rob, on it, we just watched the Chelsea game and there was a moment in the game where there was a little bit of sloppiness from Hudson mm-hmm. and Callum hudson He made a poor... Pass and Thomas Tuchel on the sideline is, is is hammering him, giving him a real hard time for making the mistakes. You know, if 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 Popas does start to get into lazy mode where he doesn't track his his runners or or do what he should do defensively, mm. is Olegan and Solskjaer going to fix it, make changes, tell him what he's got to do? So there's still listen. T- today is a is a tremendously positive day for Manchester United. Yeah, absolutely, it's great, it's great to see them, Rob, uh, mm. and the rotations and stuff. Uh, it worked out today. Yeah, I'm telling you now. I think. I think in the future, it was, I, at times I looked at the and this is this is this is uber critical. Worked out today. I just thought at times it looked a little bit chaotic attacking. So when when there was desperation to try and break Newcastle down, I saw Luke Shaw in a centre forward position. I saw Mason Greenwood on the other side. I saw Pogba. I, it it was it lacked a little bit of pattern and strategy, but maybe mm. that will come. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about the rotations tomorrow and our tactics kind of breakdown mm. of, of, of Bruno. Sometimes American runs in behind. Cristiano yeah. coming uh, to the ball. Or the ball yeah. I do mm. like the the green with rotation. It's just there's all that stuff going on. It can yeah. look a little bit chaotic. Um, but maybe that's in in the need for creativity. We'll see as that shakes out as well. Mm. But, you know, in trying to summarise it today, Rob, it was a I mean we we felt it was all set up today. Newcastle at home with a bunch of changes defensively. Ronaldo starting the game with the atmosphere, the feel good factor. Jim Beglin in commentary said he, he'd never felt like that in a stadium for a long time at Old Trafford. That mm. You know, the fans are believing again. And I think, you know, as as a as a line uh, from me on it, it looked like a Manchester United team, Rob, that we played mm-hmm. against Sir Alex Ferguson managed. You know, a, t- a team full of stars, a team with high energy, a team that were on the front foot, that wanted to get forward. A little bit of flair, the stunning goal from Bruno, the, the little sharpness bits from Cristiano Ronaldo. It, it was impressive today. Um, but it is a long season, and the points that you made and I've just made, we'll, keep a, we'll monitor that as the games go on.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thirty-six years of age, with many criticising. Can he come back in the Premier League? Will he still be able to influence it? Really score goals? I think after day one, he's already shown that he, he's still got something to offer, and it's a better Manchester United team with him. It's a better Premier League with him.
0: Rob, you're going to move before we move on. I just wanted. to yeah. I just my notes here. I just wanted to ask a question about Jadon Sancho, and yeah. I know that Jesse Lingard came in and um, took his goal well really his goal, well. Yeah. Is Jadon Sancho's position on that left hand side? That's going to be. Super competitive when um, hmm. Marcus Rashford comes back. Maybe now Lingard, that's his way into the side. Jaden Sancho, 21 years of age. Slow start, but anything to be worried about? Is he going to, will, will gonna Gunnar Solskjaer pull him out the side for a few games possibly, or, or is he going to keep playing? Not it?
2: yet. I, I, I think um, there's, a, there's a real talent in there. And I think, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, Next 10 years of football could be there if it comes right. We've seen players come into this league and struggle, Rob. We've seen German players particularly come into yeah. this league and struggle. So he's a young German player, got good numbers and, and, and comes with a really good reputation. What's really interesting, Rob, is there's a balance. And we've talked about Ollie and managing and, and knowing the right time. At the moment... I'll try and let him play through it, get himself you know, a goal, get himself a couple of assists, get himself in a confident mood because everybody who plays with a bit of confidence, we saw with Timo Werner, what a, a, without confidence can do. But there is a point, Rob, in a team that if they're going to tra- challenge for title, can't carry people for too long, no. can't be, well, you know, Let's find, we'll give him another two or three games mm-hmm. to find his feet. Well that they've got. If you're a title, Rob, that, that, that position's got to be productive. Mm-hmm. And at mm-hmm. some point, Jaden Sancho's got to, to start producing. Now, I'm not saying at this stage, drop him, it's too early, whatever. But, you know, we, we, not, we want to see a little bit of progression. We want to see a little bit more as the team starts to mature.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. But United flying right now with, yeah. uh, with the signings that they made. Varane at the back looks particularly assured as well. Um, yeah, good times for United. Good victory today, 4-1. Two goals yeah. of Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, really good, good day at Old Trafford. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's
1: advocate here.
0: Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's
1: definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait auto trader.
2: Let's move it to the Palace, my friend. Yeah, the Palace. London Derby, our first game of of the weekend. Mm. Crystal Palace face top of the table Tottenham. Palace without a win. Spurs won all three, yet to concede a goal. So, as football was, as the Premier League is, Palace win 3-0. Talk to me about it.
0: Well, I I think we should talk Crystal Palace because... I did go back and, and on Thursday and watch their last game against West Ham United 2-2 just to get a sense of what they're like because in the first few weeks of the season, there's a ton of games going on. Um, I had a good look at them and I was quite impressed. And today, of course, a real solid look at them today. The first game, the only game going on uh, 7.30 Eastern time. And I liked them. I liked them. We know that the three changes, the manager change, the style change and that the, the tons of player change was going to be a challenge. And I think a lot of people, us included, thought they could have a difficult season. I think we both agreed that there's enough quality there that they wouldn't be relegated. But I liked what they did, Rob, against the Spurs side that we know are predominantly counter-attacking. But the progressiveness of of the coach now the progressiveness of the style of football, the passing, the energy, particularly of, of Conor Gallagher in the middle of the park, Coyote being back in midfield. And those two centre-backs that I've had concerns about, when you look at this team, I kind of know what I'm getting from their midfield, from mm-hmm. and, and Conor Gallagher from, from his last loan period uh, last season. I kind of know what I'm going to get from the front players, apart from the the, the player that came into the game <laughs> we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm going to get from Joe Ward. Torek Mitchell is a, is a really progressive, good young player. It's just Gooey and Anderson. I know Anderson played for Fulham. Some good things, some not so good things with relegation. But those two players are the key for me. And they had a really good day, Rob. A, a clean sheet. They look strong. Good work from Patrick Vieira. Uh, Salas Park rocking. What a good performance, my friend.
2: Yeah and and you talk about those two Guy was under 21 captain this week uh, I saw him at, at, at Swansea Rob did pretty yeah, well swing. at Swansea yeah. and you know another one out that Chelsea academy I think that's good business at 25 million uh, Joachim Anderson 33 million we saw him at, uh, at pulling from Leon. Yeah. um what I would say with him Rob is at times and, and this isn't a is isn't a criticism it's more of an observation he's sometimes that confident to have the ball out the back and play into midfield and play yeah. out to to fullbacks. The man receiving the ball has got to, got to be ready to accept it because he he has a confidence in his ability. He can play. And, yeah, he, he can, can play. play. But there was once or twice, he, I could see him, he gave a ball out to Tuiq Mitchell and Mitchell wasn't quite ready and it was a little bit of a hot potato. And there's a balance between playing out at the right time, knowing who you're playing to, sometimes maybe going a little bit longer. But you're right um, with those two in the team. And, I look, at, I look at Patrick. He's a rookie manager in, in some respects, certainly at Premier League level. He's a young manager. He's, he wants to have more possession than Roy Hodgson. He's brought in a number of young players, Rob. Mm. Gallagher, mm. Goyi, least who, who we haven't really seen yet, out ready and scored goals, good energy. Eze's got to come back in, in, into, into the squad. You know, young players who can grow, who will get better. You know, Edward. We're going to talk about the the, the center forward that, that he's brought in. He, he's brought the age level down. Yeah, he's got some good, as you say, bodies around it, and he's and, he, and he's putting meat on the bones now. He's got some good mm. young talent that, if they can, if he can get through the early challenges of getting enough points, you know, to get in a reasonable position, I think these these bright times ahead for Palace.
0: Yeah, it's. Listen, we we know what a long season it is, mm. and We know sometimes, you know, when there's a lot of newness with a new manager and new players, there's a bit of a honeymoon period that, that players and clubs enjoy a little bit. The weather starts to get cold, the games come thick and fast. I get that. But initial first reactions are actually better than I expected, given mm. the changes. And you make a good point, Rob, about all those changes, but also a younger team and a younger squad of players and young signings. And I think if you look around a lot of the clubs... Arsenal, certainly, a lot of the clubs are making younger signings, yeah, thinking yeah. of the future. I think it's a, it's a great way to go. You worry, of course, about the short term that, particularly with that particular Crystal Palace that we've always thought, Rob, have to have a, a solid shape with Roy Hodgson to, mm. to stay in the league. You know, maybe, maybe that this time they tried it before, Frank de Boer didn't work. Maybe this time they can be a bit more expansive. They've got the players who can do it. And we, we can't talk
2: about Crystal Palace without mentioning uh, a certain guy who was actually my underappreciated player yeah. of the week, Rob. Only in as much as, I think, over the, the last four or five years, we've watched Roy's team, we, we've seen Frank the Burr's team. Um, you know, almost since Palace have been back in the Premier League in 2013, it's hard to remember a 15-goal season strike. I think Benteke maybe one season. Um, so they spent $25.5 million on uh, odson Edward. From Celtic. who was on the bench today. His record's not bad, Rob. 86 goals and 179 appearances for Celtic. And I know people say, yeah. well, that's Scottish football. Yeah. But it's goal scoring. It's finding the back of the net. He was on the pitch for 28 seconds today, my friend. 28 seconds. <laughs> before. He got two goals today, Rob, that I really, really liked for centre-forward. The first one... He didn't really get a great contact, but he realized sometimes about where you hit it, not how hard you hit it. The second one was again, not perfectly set up on his left foot, which is his weaker side, but again, he didn't try to get on his right. He hit a shot that beat Lloris, the keeper, and thing. And those are centre forward goals. He was in the right spots. He's around the penalty area. And when you think of the talent that Palace have got with with Wilf, with RU, with Gallagher, with Elise, with Eze to come, with. Um, players who can get uh, service into the box. If he can be a guy who hangs around, who knows his way around the penalty box and knows how to slot things past goalkeepers, Rob, mm. this could be a really, really important signing for Crystal Palace and, it, it, and be a difference yeah. maker.
0: Yeah, 23 years of age. You know, yeah. He's 23. Gui, you talked about, 21 years of age. Conor Gallagher, I know he's only on loan, 21. Mm. So not only right now it's really good, but of course for the future. The important thing is that Palace needed to upgrade... And and bring the age down in the team. It was super old. Big decisions made. Gary Cahill, who we thought, yeah. wow, that's a big call to get rid of a of a, of a champion. Like he's a yeah. champion player. I mean, yeah. he's won the Premier League. So yeah, just good signs for Crystal Palace. And I really enjoyed watching them today, Robin. Mm. And how they are. They are trying to play. They're being expansive. The fullbacks are on. You know, they trust particularly Anderson's quality on the ball. Mm. I think he he was involved in one of the goals with a long, direct ball out towards Wilf Zaha, I think it was. Yeah. You know, his progressive passing is going to be really interesting to watch uh, at Crystal Palace this season. Anyway. We mind is,
2: yeah, let yeah, me talk about Spurs, Rob, because they yeah, came yeah, in yeah. top of the table. Um Few players missing through number of various quarantining and injuries, mm. and, and players away yeah. on international, you know, obviously being away on international duty. Not helped by an Eric Dyer injury after, I think, 12 minutes. He actually hobbled off uh, after a challenge with you Not helped by Tanganga getting his second yellow cord. A little bit rash having got himself involved with Wolf Zohar, So down to 10 men. Um, but not a good day for Nuno, Rob. And. No. Let me just chuck a a big picture thought at you that that one or two people are suggesting and and, and is out there doing the rounds. Jungmin's son is more important to Spurs than Harry Kane, (laughs) say
0: some people. Um, I think there's an argument there, yeah. There is. I mean, of course, you know, he missed today and it was a bad performance, a bad day at the office. Yeah, maybe it's true thinking about it. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe, you know, in terms of what he brings consistently, whether he's assisting, whether he's scoring, the way that he plays, the energy, etc. It was a really bad day today, mm. you know. And, and and football has a way of doing that. I mean, before the game on the show, you know, we're asked yeah. about Spurs, and I, and I I'm, I've really liked what they've done in their own mm. way, in Nuno's way. I was I was really surprised, and I get the, the the changes defensively. I just didn't pass the ball wrong. You know, every line was affected by the injuries. Winks coming back into midfield. Delhi, who's been doing. Great in midfield moves to the front line. Of course, we know that uh, Bergwijn is out so, so many changes there, but still, still, like they should have done better than that. Yeah. and I think yeah. Nuno will maybe learn a little bit today, Rob, learned a little bit about his squad and about this club and this team and some of these players. Um, awful luck for, for Eric Dyer and Tanganga got a little bit fired up with Benteke, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, this is this is why we love the fans being back. Atmosphere yeah. was bouncing, the players yeah. were up for it. I just like wow, it was that was kind of a bad day and that surprised me a little bit. I thought they'd be more durable than that, given even given the injuries and yeah, food for thought. Well beaten, outplayed, like yeah, just just a really disappointing performance from Spurs. And they're at home to Chelsea
2: next weekend. So we'll mm. have to get things put things right. Certainly maybe have one or two more bodies back, one or two more fit players, Able. But um yeah. Certainly so want to get themselves back on, on, on back on track after three wins in the first three games, conceding no goals go to the Palace and concede three right. to give Patrick his first win.
0: Just just one other point that I'm just thinking about it. Like we, we we've talked you know a little bit about Jadon Sancho. Mm. We're probably going to talk a little Saul later for Chelsea. Yeah, uh, Emerson Royal again. Like these new players in mm-hmm. the window come yeah. into their squads, come into this league. It, it's And Ronaldo said it in his interview after the game, Rob, it is a different level in in terms of intensity, speed. You know, I'm not going to say atmosphere because other leagues have got great atmosphere as well. But I thought he struggled a little bit, Rob. Emerson, I thought he struggled. Really tough. uh, Johar was up against him, wasn't he? Tough opponent for his his debut. Strong, he's
2: skillful, He, he he can do a bit. He was committed today.
0: Yeah, and that's that's so Emerson mm. Wilde, like he'll sleep well tonight. Like wow, <laughs> yeah. this well, is... he might
2: not sleep so well. <laughs> forward, but yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It sometimes takes a game or two uh, to get to get used to you know, games, from defender's probably. point of view. And yeah, we'll yeah. we'll see how we'll keep an eye on him obviously as Spurs go through this season. Uh, let's move it on to Chelsea, my my friend, because um, they were at home to Aston Villa and looked like a tasty game. Uh, a Chelsea team that went down to ten men last week uh, against Liverpool and showed their defensive qualities. Um, six changes to that team that played against Liverpool, Rob. So you know, some enforced, uh, some with, with injuries, um, but but certainly mixing the pocket pot up and 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 managing the minutes and the numbers of, of the of the players that played. And we have to say, you, you know, the start of the game, um, Aston Villa were. Better. Showing good value. And in fact, even yeah. they played a system with three men in midfield and two strikers. So Ollie Watkins played next to Danny Ings as, as a two with a back three and, and wing-backs. And, and that caused Chelsea some problems, obviously we were saying, certainly in the midfield area where younger Jacob Ramsey as It was driving yeah. forward and causing problems.
0: Yeah, I think the, 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 the systems were a little bit different the way they set up a midfield. Yeah. And and because Chelsea's football wasn't clean, mostly, sad. well, sadly, but... Because Saul didn't have a good day, he got caught on the ball a few times. Like if he was a quarterback, he would have been sacked a few times Definitely. on the ball. He made a few loose passes, and if you do that when you are up against three guys in there, then they're going to they're going to start to take control. And of course, Chelsea went up one 0 with Lukaku's first goal. But I thought Villa looked really good the second part of the first half, asking a lot of questions. Edward them to make a lot of saves. Rob Villa looked really, really good. And, and of course, at halftime, we're asked uh, on the show by Rebecca's like, well, what's going to change here. And we both said, well, the midfield and Graham are so in commentary, like whether it's Sal that comes off or whether they make a tactical change, that probably should be addressed. Now, I, whether we haven't really seen Tuchel do that, where he's re- reacted to opponents that have had a good moment in the game, um, but he did. He made the change where Jirginho came on for Saul. Uh, Ziyech dropped into midfield a little bit to match the Villas three. And basically that was it. That was problem solved, figured it all out. I mean, and then they flipped that advantage of midfield, became yeah. Chelsea's. And yeah, the the error from Tyra Mings early in the second half, Rob, killed the game for Villa. Killed the game with the changes with that second goal where uh, Kovacic, Kovacic yeah. it was it was uh, superb. And I'm gonna go on to say right now, underappreciated performer of the weekend, Robbie Earl, Mateo Kovacic. Now we know he's a we know he's a very good midfield player. Underappreciated. I think people don't realise how good he is actually in all aspects of midfield play, from defensive interceptions and tracking runners and doing his thing on that side of the ball to his ability to pass, his ability to be cool when players close him down. He can find a little way through, like he did today for the uh, for the first goal, I think it was. And then he takes his goal. He, he'll he'll press and close down. Takes his. He's a he's a he's a really really good footballer. So underappreciated. When I watched him today. I'm like. Yeah, he's my man for this weekend. Kovacic had a had a had a fine match.
2: Yeah, it's a good shout because he's sort of been in and out. Um, you would, could argue in their best 11, he doesn't quite make the team. if it's Kante and, and Jorginho. Um, mm. But he came on last week, Robert. Uh, sorry, the last game against Liverpool came on as half-time sub when they were down at 10. Kept more possession, was better in midfield. And you say today uh, was outstanding with the pass to Lukaku for, for the first goal was stunning. sensational, Brilliant bit of... Uh, midfield play, and then he, he cleverly uh, got onto the bad pass from Mings and, and scored with that one. So yeah, absolutely good shout uh, uh, with that. Tom, in terms of Thomas Tickle, Rob, I'm, I'm trying to think of, and and we would you know, I, I was sort of picking your brains, picking your brains when uh, after the game. Young, the, these young German or young coaches come up and and seem to see problems quickly and know how to rectify them. Rob, now. I would probably say the biggest difference between Frank Lampard and Thomas Tuchel, and I think Frank's going to be a good coach. I think he needs to get through the rigour, have some experience, have a body of work behind him. But Thomas Tuchel's ability to see a problem, deal with it, rectify it, sort of nullify it and move on, in-game or well, at half-time, as he did last week, against, a couple of weeks ago against Liverpool, as he did today to win the game against Villa, the 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 there seems to be a fo- the, the foreign coaches better at doing that than than I would say the British coach Rob. I don't think we are either. With taught do we have a different eye? Do we not have as much detail, uh,
0: tactical detail to, mm. to 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 do that? Well, I think it's an interesting point, and I remember you talking about it. And you know, I think one thing is that the, he has got tremendous options on the bench, Rob, to to call on Jorginho to come in and, and mm. fix the issue. But I just wonder if there's just a little bit more support staff, Rob. I wonder if there is, like, and I know most clubs have the technical analysis guys up yeah. in the stand, yeah. looking at stuff. Um, but you're right. And I think there's been times, to be fair, like today, I think we saw it. I think yeah. Graham is so yeah. sore in commentary. There's been other games where we haven't seen it so much. Mm. And, and we see him play Reese James at, at right side, centre-back, and his Billy Cueto as a right wing-back. Everything he sees and, do, and does, so far, s- seem to have worked. From yeah. substitutions to tactical situations to, to personnel and playing different, just little, tiny differences have worked out. And it was again today. So, you know, it's not like... He sometimes does stuff that we don't, we don't spot. Um, but going back to your question, it, there isn't many elite managers, like real elite He's one of them. You know, and, and, and I, I get your well, point on the British coaches. Him.
2: I hear you. And I, I know we're talking elite as in, you know, worked at big clubs and whatever, but his reputation wasn't that high when he came. He wasn't regarded in that pep sort
0: of clock kind of... Yeah, but the, the next category down, I'd say, Rob. The next category down... Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Um I just feel it, I
2: don't know. I just feel like the, the Frank Lampards um of the world we're not we're not there yet at that at that level. And I don't know what the difference is. I don't know if that, that's coaching, I don't know if that's experience. I don't know if that's just having more years in in, in the game and, hmm. and and going through more things and maybe finding things out more. I, I don't know. I just feel like I don't I don't know, the... the the, the british coach doesn't quite seem as thorough. Hmm.
0: I think maybe grant potter potentially yeah, yeah. smart thinking yeah. man's coach yeah, Brandon
2: Rogers I suppose would would be a yeah. british yeah yeah maybe but
0: what what they don't I'm not sure they do is is marry the the technical side of it the the real smarts with the drive and the I think nastiness is I'm going to say nastiness that Tuchel yeah. has you know I think he's a he can be he can be Nasty to his players, and he mo- he doesn't take any like sloppiness. Mm. Where standards, yeah, standards. Where I don't know, I-, I haven't seen that complete package many times. I think Jurgen Klopp, you talk about German coaches, similar thing. Smart guy, super driven, onto his players. Like he's a you got you got to be a bit, you got to have a nasty streak, you got to have a little bit of fear factor. We said it before on the pod, Rob, mm. for players. I think for these elite guys, and that's what he's bring in and, and uh, you know, I guess they feel that he can win the title this season with Chelsea.
2: Yeah, and with Lukaku, two goals uh, as well, that makes him be for the season in, in good form and, uh, yeah, looking in good shape for Chelsea moving
0: forward. Give us a quick line on Villa, mate. Give us a quick line on Villa. Um I thought
2: they, the longer the game went on, the less their threat became. I thought there was a good period in the first half when they should have scored. I mean, Mendy came up with a, a couple of saves, but I think concert had one at, uh, came back yeah. to him. Should, if he hits it clean, he scores. Although Watkins should have done better with an opportunity. Quiet, quiet day for Danny Ings. I haven't quite got themselves going yet, Aston Villa. I kind of feel like it's a little bit bitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, made one or two defensive errors. Um, and I think we, we, we just, Dean Smith just has to be a little bit careful at this football club. With ambitious owners, with the money they've spent, I know Jack's gone, but we bought players in and a Buendia wasn't available today. But, there's ambition at this football club to be top half, to get close to European football, yeah. and, and move on. And just think that, that Dean Smith has to be aware of that. He, he's got he got lots of credit in the bank. He's done a brilliant job. We can't afford things to drop too much and, and get mm. sloppy because I think this is an ownership group who will will make changes if they have to.
0: Yeah, you're right. I think I think the uh, the partnership up front of Watkins and Danny Ings is going to be interesting. And he said he wants to play them to- together as a mm. partnership. So that's going to be. Like today, five-three-two or a four-four-two. So that's tactically they might change a little bit because they weren't that either of those systems for last season. Yeah. But that's something I, I do believe they can play. But two players up front as two strikers, you got to get it organised before because that's two guys for the most part out of the game when you don't have the ball. Um, but yeah, I, I still it's a disappointing start, but there's a lot of good parts to this Villa side. And they had a good periods in this game. I think they'll they'll get better.
2: Yeah, let's move it on to Manchester City. You had a tough visit to the KP. You had, had difficult times with Leicester, but get the job done, Rob. Bernardo mm. Silva with it's a somewhat scruffy goal from the City's point of view. Normally, we see things of beauty that they pass people to death. Mm. Uh, build up was decent, but it fell to Bernardo Silva and, and he got the three points. I mean, City kind of ticking along. Again, not at their, their imperious best, but getting results. Mm. While well, they're third in the table, uh, nine points. That first loss against Spurs, and um, mm. you know, a game without no centre forward, Bar- uh, Bar- and Torres playing as a false nine.
0: Yeah, um, I it, it was tough. Quite honestly, to, to, to study this game. It's the ten o'clock game today. Yeah, there's a ton of games going on. The big Ronaldo game. We, of course, we we keep an eye on it. We see the highlights. Uh, we see the goal. A um, little bit of fortune with it. It's just a good win. It's just a good yeah. win at Leicester City. We know Leicester are a good side. Uh, With Brendan Rodgers, we know tactically he's going to give City some problems. But this is kind of what City do, Rob, isn't it? You know, whether they really ever fly under the radar, probably not. But a lot of talk about other clubs this season, but City, with the quality that they've got and the manager that they've got, will always be there or thereabouts. And and that's a big win, that. You know, you talked about the first game of the season was a bit of a shocker. Um, But to win Leicester City is 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 big and they'll get some players back and they'll find a way and the champions league's coming up of course uh over over the next few weeks so yeah really good result for them yeah they're they're gonna be they're gonna be they ain't gonna be too far away at the end yeah good
2: result. well good result in the end for city keeps them up Mm.
0: there uh let's go to the relegation six
2: pointer after four games arsenal versus norwich at the Emirates. It it took a while, it took a moment, but eventually Aubameyang got got the goal that saw Arsenal get the first three points of the season, score their first goals uh, of the season. And I'm sure some relief for Mikel Arteta and Arsenal fans because it was, uh, for a while, it wasn't going quite to plan and and we're starting to think, really? Scratching our head. Uh, But a scruffy goal, I think there was a bit of confusion whether Aubameyang was offside, how how it came. But um, goal stood, three points, it was all about the, the win, really, wasn't it, for, for Arsenal? Yeah, couldn't contemplate anything else, really.
0: No, and it was end up being tight. I mean, 1 0 was not amazingly great, mm. but it's incredibly important. And again, one of the 10 o'clock games today, but I did have a bit more of an eye on this because I just like you, you kind of sense where a story is mm. coming from. What I would say, Rob, is that now, and, and I said this a few weeks ago when all the pressure was on uh, Arteta and people are screaming for his head. Like, hang on, let's just see this team that he's put together, or he's in the middle of putting together, let's see it play a little bit before we get rid of him. And when you look at the lineup, my friend, here we go. Yeah, now this is starting to look like a Mikel Arteta team that he and Edu has put together. Aaron Ramsdale, my friend, number Mm. one. Now, that happened quicker than I thought. He started in goal. Gabriel and Ben White, central pairing partnership that I guess is the number One partnership for Arsenal Football Club. Tomiyasu, the new player that's coming in the window, the end of the window, played a right-back. Odegaard's in the side. Saka's in the side. Peppers in the side. Aubameyang playing as a number nine striker. That's more like it. That's more like a a strongish. Arsenal side, and that's what we can start judging them on now, Robbie Earl. If yeah. this team and others, there's a couple more to come back. Thomas Partey Porte is the right, on right. the bench. Yeah, you know, so there's the a couple more right. to potentially come, come back. Mm. But that's uh, Emma Smith-Rowe started on the bench in this game. So that's, now he's going to be judged, and now I'm happier to sort of say, okay, this is the vision of the club. The youth, the younger sign-ins, Aubameyang is incredibly key. I said it from, you know, right at the start of this season. If he's back Firing and scoring goals, everything else becomes a little easier for the new players, the young players, and of course, the managers. So, you know, just the lineup looked better. Um, and the result is there at 1 0. Again, there wasn't too much drama, Rob, that we saw in the game in terms of yeah. knowledge, uh, in terms of Arsenal defensively. That is a, of all the weekend and stuff. And of course, we've got Sunday and Monday to come yet. That was an important win for Arsenal.
2: Yeah, against the Norwich team, I think lost 10 straight games last time in the Premier League, lost four straight this, so maybe yeah. the, the right kind of, of opposition for Arsenal. We've got good, interesting couple of weeks over with Arsenal. Burnley next weekend, North London derby the following week- weekend, so yeah. important to, to get some points on the board then, because if not, I'm sure the uh, the spotlight falls back on, on Mikko or Teta. Uh, just a few other results, mate, just to wrap things mm. up. Brentford nil, Brighton one. Uh, Leandro Trossard with a late winner for Brighton. Uh, Graham Potter continues to do great stuff with that football club. They sit fourth in the table. Southampton nil, West Ham nil. No goals, but a red card in this one, Rob, and Mikel Antonio. Mm. Two yellows. He, he made a, a, a bit of a clumsy challenge on Gennepo. Got himself a second yellow. It's disappointing for him. Just been named August Player of the Month. Uh, Will miss the next game now, which is at home to Manchester United. So, a real blow for him and for West Ham, because they don't have an abundance of centre-forwards in that football club. And Bruno Lodge got his first win for Wolves. First Uh, points, uh, yeah. First points. Watford nil. Wolves 2, actually, yeah. Uh, An own goal and a He-Chang Wang um, goal for him. I mean, it would have been... I think a, a Raul Jimenez goal would have been the icing on the cake for Wolves, but mm. it's their first win uh, the season, first three points, and I'm sure as the new manager, he's just happy to get that one under his belt.
0: Yeah, I think the, the Raul Jimenez thing, we saw a header chance that he had, he, yeah. a little bit anxious maybe on it, trying to put a lot of power into the header. And I think a lot of people, us included, Rob, have, think, have thought that the Wolves actually looked pretty good. They got unlucky a few times with some results, but that uh, that's really like, OK, the season starts now for mm. them. Watford, again, a team that, I think, are going to struggle this season. Um, but again, looking at the, the the game going on at the same time, every time I looked over, it's like, I don't know always running mm-hmm. past people. And yeah, Wolves under Bruno Lage, I think they're a fun team. And I think they're going to be really fun to watch. But again, you've got to get points going into this weekend with zero points. Like, that's more like it. So Wolves and, and their fans will be much more relieved. Okay, my friend, end of
2: a Saturday special pod uh, with a special player. Normal service resumed on the return of Cristiano Ronaldo to the Premier League. We've got only one game uh, coming up tomorrow, that's Leeds versus Liverpool. We'll probably take a break on that one and we'll be back on Wednesday, that's September the 15th, when we'll recap the first match days from the Champions League. And obviously, we'll revisit that Leeds in Liverpool game. Oh, if uh, Leeds in Liverpool is a stunner, We'll jump on a podcast and we'll do a quick 15 or 20 minutes. I'll do have Mr Musto out and make uh, we do one. Uh, but some interesting games coming up in the Champions League. Young boys versus Manchester United, Chelsea versus Zenit. That's Tuesday. And on Wednesday, Man City face Leipzig and Liverpool host AC Milan at Anfield. It looks like a real cracker. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musty together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe. Be healthy. It's a good night from me.
0: And it's good night from him. Good night. Good night.